Hey, Talking Church, last week I was at CMN Conference in Houston, and I heard from so many of you that you love the podcast, you heard the Dave Ramsey episode, you love the new set, and I just want to say thank you. And while we were there, I thought, hey, it'd be fun to record a few mini podcast episodes, really, that fills out this whole time of questions from pastors about Easter, it's coming up, it's your biggest attendance of the year, but how do you retain new visitors? And then revival. Asbury Revival happened, now it's going across the country. How do we make space for revival in our church? Churches without manufacturing it and claiming something that might not actually be there. And so I talked to five different pastors, Aaron Burke, Herbert Cooper, Jeffrey Portman, Travis Jones, and Josh Welburn about those things. And I'd love for you to tune into them. And it was at our booth. I pulled them in. I said, hey, let's talk to the to Talking Church. Let's talk to the podcast listeners about these things. And uh, I thought it was too valuable for you to miss. And so I'd love for you to tune into this and uh, get excited because there's so much amazing content. All right, so I see I'm in conference with Pastor Aaron Burke from yep. Radiant in Tampa, yep. and uh, Easter's coming up, yep. and there's a lot of pastors wondering, all right, so Easter, I want to get people in, and maybe at this point, they already should have a plan, yep. but what about retaining new people? There's going to be, it's your biggest attendance of the year. Yep. What are things you've done throughout the year to keep people around when they're coming maybe for the first time on Easter? Yeah, the biggest goal of Easter should be one phrase, get them to come back. Sure. So what we have done is we have stacked the three weeks after Easter with three special weeks okay. that are all incentivized for them to come back. Wow. So we did this, we started it about three years ago. We started it with a children's ministry and did a huge push to come back the next Sunday. So the next Sunday's bounce houses and uh, giveaways. And if you come back, you get a special gift. And we saw a massive influx. Wow. So you don't judge Easter based off of the week after Easter based on Easter. You judge Easter based on the week after Easter compared to Palm Sunday the week before. Sure. And if you can hit above your Palm Sunday number, you know you did something well. Yeah. So we do three weeks in a row. We do a comeback Sunday, which is a big family-oriented um, event. Then the second Sunday after that, then we do baptism Sundays two weeks after that. Again, a huge focus for yeah. everyone that got saved. We made a big mistake of doing uh, baptisms the week after Easter. Sure. It's not enough time to follow up. Got it's not it. enough time to get them in the so pipeline. At least two weeks. At least two weeks. And then the week after that, we start some kind of felt need series. So it's three weeks in a row that we're having a high attendance all pulling from people at Easter. Yeah, that's amazing. And, that's our focus. And, and what, what are, you mentioned that mistake that you did. What are some other things that you've learned throughout the years that maybe people don't care about, that you care about as church people, uh -huh. but that other people in the community are like, we just don't care about that. Oh uh, yeah, well, a lot of things. Let me just give one big mistake we made. We gave our staff the week after Easter off. <laughs> Terrible mistake. That's the best week for follow-up. Yeah. So we want to strike while the iron's hot. So that, that was a terrible thing. Uh, we also did a lot of merch giveaways on Easter. Our community doesn't care about merch giveaways. Sure. They don't care about our brand yet. They yeah, don't care yeah. about our church yet. Poor so people do. Yeah. Poor people do. Yeah. So you do those on a vision Sunday. You do those on an anniversary Sunday. Easter, keep it focused on the gospel. Keep it focused on the fact that the gospel can change people's lives. And your biggest win is not how many hands are raised in the service. Your biggest win is can they come back? Yep. You can get them back. You can get them discipled. And that's the goal. Come on. I can't say it much better than that. Aaron Burke, thanks yes. so much for taking a few minutes. Awesome. Great thanks, to see Lord. you. Pastor Herbert. We're here at CMN Conference, and uh, we pulled you in for a few minutes to just talk about what you're excited about. Also, what I'm excited about, Pastor Herbert's gonna be there for River Valley Conference, June 5th and 6th. Make sure to be there, so shameless plug. But what are you excited about right now? Obviously, conference, but even seeing all that's going on in our world, we have the revivals, we have conference, we have churches being planted. Just what's at the front of your mind? This is the best day of the church. Yes. 
I really believe that, that God is getting ready to do something unprecedented. I really believe we're not going to just see revival. Revival takes place in the church. I believe we're going to see an awakening in America, people coming to Christ, people repenting, people being set free. I really believe we're going to see, as, as things get darker, that the light of Christ is going to shine through. So I'm just excited for more churches to get planted. I'm excited for the Church of Jesus Christ to get activated in a greater way to reach more people for Christ. Amazing. The question we've been asking people is, this, with this desire for revival, there's also the the warning to not manufacture something or claim something to be something that it's not. What are ways that you're seeing, even in your church and friends that you're seeing, of ways we can create space for that without forcing something that isn't necessarily true? Yeah, I think that's really good because I think that we can try to manufacture or to copy what someone else is doing. And yeah. so I think looking at environment really matters. So even like I, I think about an Asbury revival or different college student revivals. Yeah. So it'd be really tough for some churches to have all night services when you got kids and you got yeah, youth yeah. and you got all the church alive. Right. And, and so I think that we, we, we got to look at environment and dynamics. But what I would just say is how can you create space? I'll give an example in your context. So like for us, you know, we, we have a... Light, we're all okay. good. The light went out behind us, but we're good. We'll keep going. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, we're, we're good to keep going? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. It's okay. all good. Okay, yeah. all right. There, it's back. It's back. We're back, folks. Well, what matters is the light of Christ yeah. right here that's, that's, that's happening. It's like the person that stands up in service. You're like, are they leaving because they didn't like what I said or they got to go to the bathroom? Okay, I'll give, let me give an example creating space. So, so maybe in your services, you don't have a prayer team. Sure. Maybe you create a prayer team, an altar team, right. where you're creating space at the end of a service. Or maybe after the second song, you're having a, an altar team. Yeah. And you just agree with people in prayer. Doesn't have to be spooky, doesn't have to be weird, but you're actually creating space for God to do miracles, right. for God to move. Maybe you don't give a salvation altar call. Sure. And you actually create space to give a salvation altar call for people to come to faith in Christ. Right. I just think being sensitive to how we create space yeah. for God to move is key. Amazing, amazing. The last thing, talking about conference. So our theme for conference is take ground. Woo. We believe that in even the time of recession, when people are going back, this is the best time to take ground. When you think of take ground, obviously you have a few months as we're getting ready for conference, but what are your first thoughts as you think about taking ground? Let's be on the offensive. I think we played on the defensive sure. with COVID and all that happened and shut down. And I just think the church like, oh, we're going to survive. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, we're going to get through this. Yep. You know, people were saying the church will never look the same again. Yep. We won't, the crowds won't come. People won't be hungry again. And I think now we're going, oh, no, it's time. Yep. It's time to get on the offensive. It's time to take ground. It's totally. time to impact our city. So I think there's a shift of mindset when I hear take ground. Let's go. Our best days are still ahead of come us. Come on. Well, we're taking ground in a few months. We'll be taking ground at conference. Pastor Herbert will be speaking there. Make sure to join us. But thank you for a few minutes of your time here. And we will see you in June in Minneapolis. I can't wait. Come on. All right, now. So I'm here with the man himself, Jeffrey Portman leader of CMN. We're here at CMN conference. It's yes. been going amazing so far. Incredible. And uh, you preached an amazing word. I just told you right before this. You were in the flow. You didn't care if it was like anybody else cared because God was speaking through you. Yes. And you gave an amazing yeah. word. Um, but talk about what you're excited about right now. We've been talking to pastors about Easter's coming up, yeah, but there's on. new churches that are launching this spring, this yes. fall. What are you excited about right now? I'm fired up because God is continuing to call people. Yep. People are saying yes. We say this, the bullseye is obedience. Sure. Whether that's to multiply, at a gathering, even prepping intentionally and prayerfully for Easter. Yeah. We're believing for a wave of salvations. One of the five things we pray at our office every time we gather, one of the five things is salvations, 
workers, wisdom, provision, spaces and places. I know that so, last one's combo, yeah. but we're believing for that. And there is a wave, there's a hunger and a thirst for the things of God, yeah. and that you feel that across this conference. Totally. Now, one of the things that we're seeing a lot is all these posts from Asbury Revival and these uh, revivals that have kind of taken place. Yeah. There's a tension between we want that, but we don't want to manufacture it. Right. What are some things you're seeing? Yeah. You've been traveling a lot, yeah. seeing in the church as we're seeing this really new awakening that's happening and people are starting to pay attention. Yeah. So we talk about, even when we pass through, we talk about creating space for grace. Sure. And you can try to force something and it feels manufactured, or you can just create space where you're not hurried. Now I'm all for scheduling, we have we have plans. We talk about having a structure, but adding flexibility. We made up a word, flexure. So okay. structured flexibility. Okay. And ultimately we just say, God, what you want, but God also is a God of order, Yeah. right? Yeah. So I think this idea of just saying, God, here's how we approach it right here. We right. have a plan, but we're open to your tweaks and adjustments. Right. And what we see even across the, the, the nation is an authenticity and you know the scripture Jesus says that those who are hunger and thirst for righteousness yep. will be filled. The promise from the actual man. Yeah. Last thing, you just came out with a brand new book, Delayed Destiny. Yeah. Give us the 30 second pitch yeah. of the book and uh, we obviously want to send people yeah, yeah. their way. Yeah, so bottom line is slow motion is still motion. Sure. And most of the growth financially, fitness, spiritually, relationships is incremental. We want the, the jump. We want the, the growth spurt, but most of it's slow motion. Mm -hmm. So slow motion is still motion. Come on. And a delay of any sort does not indicate disinterest on God's part. Oh, that's so so good. God's working even when we can't see it, right? Come on. The story's Joseph, 17, to the palace. Oh, yeah. And it's a reminder. It's basically a front row seat to the providence of God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, thanks for that. Check out the book, Delayed yeah. Destiny. The man himself. Love thanks it. so much for taking a few minutes. Love you, Logan. Yeah, love you. God bless you guys. All right, so I'm here at CMN with Josh Wellborn, the National Youth Director of the Assemblies of God. And thanks so much for jumping on Talking Church. And I'm here with Logan Ketterling, the pastor of Influence River Valley Church. True, thanks true. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I want to jump right in. There's been a lot going on with Next Generation. Yes. There's been the Asbury Revival. There's been stuff breaking out at college campuses, youth ministries all over. What is something that you're excited about that you think that really is, is happening, what you're seeing, what you're hearing, and obviously as National Youth Director, seeing the young people rise up leading awakening really in our country? Right. Well, you, you know, you mentioned Asbury, and that one is so interesting to me because I felt like I was late to the party because all of a sudden my social media is blowing up with these pictures of this school yeah. I, I kind of have heard of, but I'm not really sure, yeah, and it's I'd in a town heard, I've yeah. definitely never heard of. And wait, 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 they're, they're, they're Methodist? Wait a second. And I'm looking at the video footage and I'm going, that that looks like a, a Wednesday night gathering at a typical, you know, Assemblies of God or a typical charismatic yeah. church. What, what's happening? What's happening here? So as I watched that and I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, my first thought was like jealousy. Like, wait a second. Sure. Wait, wait a second. We, we do this all the time in our charismatic AG circles. Why why are they getting all the attention? And, and I'm just, again, that's, that's, that's my very raw response. Yeah. And no sooner did I have the thought then I really felt like the Holy Spirit said, Josh, I'm redefining normal. Huh. I'm redefining normal because the, 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 the revivals that we read about in Scripture and the revivals that we expect where nation, where, well, let's, let's, let's be realistic, where cities, states, and nations turn to God, yeah. it, it, it was, I don't think that Scripture means that it will be carried by one denomination or one church. Sure. And if the Lord is going to normalize the charismatic listen to the Holy Spirit, be blessed with the gifts of the Spirit. If he's going to normalize that across the board, that's going to have to happen in our mainline 
uh, denominations. And yep. so to see that happen in a mainline denomination, and I, I don't mean to sound condescending by no. saying that, but I thought, well, if God can do that in a church that maybe doesn't isn't known for making room sure. for the Holy Spirit, what can he do in, in churches and traditions that are known for making room for the Holy Spirit? Furthermore, what can he do in cities that aren't known for making right, room for the right. Holy Spirit? Like, is the next yeah. revival going to be in Vegas? Is it going to be sure. in, in in Manhattan? Is it going to be, uh, or maybe it'll be in Peoria, Illinois, yeah, yeah, or yeah. in uh, Minneapolis, somewhere in the cities. Yeah. So I, I'm very excited about it because, again, I, I the word that the Lord, I felt like, gave me specifically about that was... This is, this is going to be normal, and I need you to be ready for this. Amen, so. amen. As pastors who feel like, I want to do this, but I don't want to manufacture it. You know, because there's some people who say, like, what's coming here? And it's, right. well, God decides that. What can we do, even in our youth ministries, in our young adults, people who want to do this? What are ways that we can cultivate this opportunity? Well, I would just say as a guiding principle, let's, like, let's just look at Scripture. I mean, yeah. Jesus made the supernatural very normal, like, yeah. or, or natural. <laughs> I mean, he literally was the supernatural incarnate in something very, very normal. And I, again, I just kind of go back to, we need to recognize that the Holy Spirit moving, like we can have this on a regular basis. And I, man, you, you said manufacturing. I, I couldn't be more on board with the idea of not manufacturing. I think, I think we need to be careful when we feel like we have to carry the momentum. Sure. Uh, I think I think we have to do a, just a self check as leaders. Say, okay, am I am I generating momentum or is the spirit generating right. momentum? And we really have to use discernment. And I think discernment needs to be a spiritual gift that leaders that leaders have and, and seek and, and operate in. Amazing, amazing. Well, thanks for these few minutes oh, of you're so wisdom good. for us. Thanks for jumping in, talking church, Josh Wellborn. National Youth Director. Thanks oh, so, so nice to meet you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right, so I'm here at CMA Conference with Pastor Travis yes. from Motivation Church. Yes, yes. And uh, I want to talk two couple questions real quick. Let's do it. But uh, Easter's coming up. Easter's coming. And a lot of people are wondering, okay, how do I retain people? Because you can get them there, yeah. but it's not just about getting them there for one week. You want right. to retain. What are things you've done over the years? Yeah. What are lessons you've learned? Things that you should do, things maybe you shouldn't do, to where you can retain visitors yeah. to your church? Yeah. Well, I think when it comes to retaining visitors uh, at Easter, number one, I always think about that sometimes visitors don't, don't come back the next Sunday, yeah. but they might come back in the fall. Sure. Right? So yeah. sometimes like they take that gap because there's, there's, you got you know, Mother's Day, box, yeah. you, got, you got summer and they're traveling. Yeah, but sometimes when you creating a great Easter experience, when the fall starts, when they get back into a rhythm, yeah. man, they get right back in. But then secondly, man, our number one goal is to grow our grow our serve team. Sure. So like every Easter, what we do is that we try to push people to start serving. We tell people that, man, life is so much better when you're serving other people's purposes. And we recognize that people are connected when they're serving in a local church. Right. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. kind of what we do with our Easter numbers. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And one of the things that has been popular right now is the Asbury Revival and all the revivals Love that have it. gone. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are thinking, all right, this Easter, we're going to bring the flags out. We're going to go crazy. Right, right. There's times to do that, times to not. What are ways that you're looking in your church and even friends you're hearing about ways that we can create atmospheres yeah. to, to let God move yeah. that aren't manufactured? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. what I like to say, I like this idea of control space. I, I, I was just at a conference with Pastor Chris Hodges, and he says, "What is? everyone has coffee now. Everyone has LED walls now. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has the great experiences now. What What's going to be the distinctive is you creating controlled spaces mm. where the Spirit of the Lord can move. So yeah. whether that is, you know, the last song of a worship, sure. you, you're offering up God move in our service. And then, you know, I mean, it lasts like 10 to 5 minutes, whatever. But 
creating those spaces where people can experience God, you can get a word from God, people can even share a testimony or a word of wisdom or, or see any of the gifts of the Spirit move. Yeah. And so I love creating those moments and time and spaces in our services because I know for me, I've I am a structure guy. I'm like yeah. last song, transition, yep. and all that stuff. And I think now the new move is kind of kind of undoing our structure in a in a controlled environment and seeing the, the spirit move. So yeah, that's so good. Yeah, well, thank you for these few minutes. Dude, love you guys, Giving man. wisdom. Always love you great guys. to see you. Love the Kettlings. Yeah. Love, we'll love River soon. Valley. All right, Come man. All Let's right. do it. Yeah. Wow, that was some great advice. And I remember even talking to him last week, thinking people are going to love this. It's going to be so helpful to churches. And um, speaking of conferences, River Valley Conference is coming up. And maybe you heard an ad before this podcast episode, but I wanted to tell you here and record it and say, River Valley Conference, June 5th and 6th is happening in Minneapolis at River Valley. Herbert Cooper, as he just said, he's going to be at conference taking ground. We're going after it. And uh, Nathan Finocchio is going to be there. He's always a fun time. And uh, Pastor Rob, River Valley Worship, maybe even other guests that have yet to be announced that we're working on. But River Valley Conference is one of our favorite times of the year, and we'd love to see you there. So we have a lot of things happening. There's generosity accelerators, there's conferences, but make sure that you put it on your calendar, June 5th and 6th, River Valley Conference in Minneapolis. And uh, until next time, more episodes coming from Talking Church. Thank you so much for listening and watching on YouTube. If you could subscribe to our channel, like it, rate it so that it can get out to as many people as possible. If it's blessed you, we want to bless others. And so thank you so much for being a Talking Church listener. We'll see you back soon.